Welcome to Spillin' and Dealin', the Georgia High School Basketball Podcast. I am Kyle Sandy, the owner and founder of SandySpiel.com. And with me today is producer and moderator of the podcast, Ramin Forgani. Ramin, how are you doing, sir? It is time to talk about GHSA, Girls High School Basketball State Playoffs. It is indeed time for Girls Bracketology. We just did a boys one. If you haven't listened to that one, and if you have any interest, please go find it in the feed wherever you get your podcast, sandyspiel.com, on our feed on Podbean or on iTunes. But now we're here to talk about the ladies. The state playoffs are so special that each, um, I guess, set of basketball, each sport, deserves its own podcast. So we've split it up into two, all about the ladies here. And as tradition, we will start with 7A. In your final regular season rankings, which you posted on Monday, a couple days ago now, um, you have an undefeated Westlake 25-0 and at number one in your rankings. They will start off in the, uh, what is it, the top left side of the bracket and a pretty even distribution of how do you see the top left quadrant going and work your way around from there, Carl. Yeah, I think I got Westlake advancing to the Final Four. Uh, Marietta is, has been a team that has proven they can play pretty tough. Uh, they like the gritty, low-scoring games. So don't be surprised if Marietta has this one fairly close heading into the fourth quarter. But I think Westlake, uh, they have too much firepower. And uh, especially considering Raven Johnson is just a, a great playmaker and her size is uh, dominant at the point guard position. She crashes the glass. She's a great rebound. Um, she's been great, but uh, Lydia Freeman. I don't think anyone's going to match her size inside. She's about six foot three. She is a load. She averages close to fifteen points and seven rebounds. She has a great touch inside too, uh, but she has really blossomed into a very good player, very important player for Westlake. Um, I have them seeing Norcross in the Elite Eight. I think Norcross gets by Grayson. Grayson was almost tripped up by Rockdale. Took them two buzzer beaters uh, to end up winning that region championship, um, 61-62, uh, 61-60 over Rockdale. Grayson finishes the season ranked number four in our polls, but um, I, I think that they will fall to Norcross. I think Norcross will finally play up to their potential. Norcross uh, slides down to number nine. Uh, I mean, geez, they've been a they've been a huge disappointment considering you have the returning reigning uh, Region Seven Player of the Year and Morgan Robinson going to Auburn. Um, they, they 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 dealt with a lot of injuries at least early on in the season. They really never hit their stride. Uh, when you're talking about Morgan, uh, you know, leading the team, but Myra Strickland, a really good shooter. Um, Tiana Carter, who's been in and out of the lineup, uh, post presence along with Yamani Paul, who's about six foot one. Uh, Mariano, Mariana, uh, Mary, Mariah Baltiera, a uh, very good solid sophomore guard, but, uh, things haven't all come together for them. 17 and 10, did go 11 and 1 in the region, but, uh, ended up losing to Brookwood 50 to 48 in the region championship, and that is, uh, you know, that's gonna come back to haunt them. Um, but I do think they find a way to get past a good Grayson team. Uh, who was led by Jasmine Robinson, who was just a, uh, just a powerhouse double double machine shot putter, great player. Um, Catherine Albin has been a really good freshman guard as well. Um, but I, I think Norcross finally puts it together, but then they run into Westlake and I think Westlake, who's been playing at that peak performance, you know, really high level all season long, I think Westlake gets by them. Um, bottom left hand side, McEachern has come out of nowhere. They've risen from the dead. They beat Marietta 41-40. Then they go ahead and beat North Cup 45-39 for the region title to go and win Region 3. Uh, I think they'll have a tough second-round matchup with Roswell. Um, you know, Kennedy Powell's going to Georgia State. Roswell has some firepower. Michaela Torrance there as well. Uh, Manly inside is about six foot two, So they have some good pieces over there at Roswell, but... I mean, it's 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 Roswell versus McEachern in February, and McEachern always finds a way. So I think McEachern will advance to the Elite Eight and see North Forsyth, who has been very good the entire season. Um, 
I know Caroline Martin hurt her ankle, I think it was, late in one of those uh, region tournament games. Hopefully she's back healthy. I think she is. I'm not 100% sure. I'm going on a limb saying that she is healthy, and if so, um, I like North Forsyth to get past McEachern. I, I like uh, Coach Herrick and uh, the, the Lady Raiders to punch a ticket to the Final Four. Um, top right-hand side, North Cobb has a tough draw against Pebblebrook in the first round. I think North Cobb gets past him. I really like Sidney Tom's ability to shoot the ball. Uh, Babin Vanderwall is uh, a solid player too, but Azania Austin, uh, I really like her. She's just very steady. Junior guard has a great floor game. I love her feel for the game. I really like her. If you're a low Division One player, uh, Division One uh, school or uh, a Division Two school, uh, you know I don't know what her recruitment is right now, but I really like her a lot. And they'll have a tough matchup with Cherokee in the second round. And uh, North Cobb clipped them uh, in their first uh, meeting, and that's what really uh, you know sent North. Cobb up climbing through the polls. Now they they drop all the way to number seven, but they're twenty four and three, and their early season win uh, over Cherokee at Cherokee fifty one fifty is what really sent North Cobb to such a great season. Um, I like North Cobb advancing to the final four. Getting past Brookwood in the Elite Eight. Brookwood is playing very good basketball right now, but they've still shown a tendency to be up and down, up and down. But you know they've been on a great swing lately, uh, beating Norcross and then beating Parkview before that to win their region championship. But um, I think North Cobb, just that great guard play. I love Austin so much, and Sydney Thomas can shoot the ball. Now they're going to be exploited a little bit inside, especially with Selma Kulo, who's about six foot four. She's a big, uh, big space eater inside. That's going to hurt North Cobb uh, in the playoffs. I think it's just that lack of size. Their tallest player, five foot eleven, um, Trinity Wilkinson. Um, that's going to hurt them. But you win with good guards, and I think they'll be able to at least make it to the final four if they can escape Cherokee. Uh, but that'll be a really tough test. That's a really tough bracket on that right side. And uh, bottom right-hand side, not as tough. Collins Hill, uh, you know, they'll have to go against Darius Smith, who's going to Western Carolina. And Central Gwinnett has proven to be a pretty plucky team at times. But I think Collins Hill, uh, you know, they've been really good all season long with Javin Nicholson inside going to Georgia. Um you know, Purdue, uh, Bria Harmon, who has really struggled. She's struggled when I've seen her play. She has to finish a lot better in the paint, but she's such a quick playmaker. She gets everyone else involved, even if her shots aren't falling. Um, I, I think I, I see them going up against Campbell, or not Campbell, but Hillgrove in the Elite Eight. I think Hillgrove has a tough first-round matchup going to Campbell, um, but I think with Michelle Smith going to Georgia College and uh, Bria McGrady, they got some very uh, good good players. And again, it comes back to guard play. And I think Campbell, um, not Campbell, but Hillgrove has enough uh, to get past them. And then I, I have them seeing Colquitt County in the second round, and I, I, I like them to get past them. Uh, but Collins Hill advancing to the Final Four. I have Westlake versus North Forsyth, North Cobb versus Collins Hill. I have Westlake versus Collins Hill in the championship game. And somehow, some way, a young team in Westlake, I think they find a way to beat Collins Hill with Raven Johnson, Lydia Freeman inside, Carlisle uh, um, Hooks. Uh, she's a, a talented scorer as well for Westlake. I like them to win a second straight state championship, and I would not have predicted that before the season started. I do have to talk about We talked about it uh, somewhat more at length in the boys' podcast, but in the top right quadrant, the at-large team do the uneven region, uneven, I should say, region balancing. Um, There's one extra spot that goes to power rankings. There was a whole issue with North Paulding being put in and then being yanked out and North Connect being put in. Um, The brackets were published by the GHSA with North Paulding at first, and then for some reason someone realized the math was wrong and it got changed. Whatever the reason, we will mention it, although I don't think um, we really shouldn't have to be discussing this when we should be focusing on you know, who's in, and um, we won't dignify it any further than that. On to yeah, class. it's a, a real shame. I want to say I think it's uh, Carlise Hooks. I think I mispronounced her. It's a little, little late at late at night right here. But Westlake, yeah, she averages 12 points per game for Westlake. And, yes, we will not talk about that disgusting debacle of the all, you know, the, the at-large team being yanked off of the bracket. Disgusting. So unfair. But, uh, yeah, we won't talk about that anymore. <laughs> 
on to Class 6A. As Kyle did mention, um, as always, when do we record this? It is now um, early warning hours of February 13th. So this is information current as of Wednesday games tipping off on Friday and Saturday. 6A, Lovejoy, they start off. Um, they've been number one. Then in Forest Park have been kind of going back and forth between one and two. They do finish one and two, Lovejoy, Forest Park. Lovejoy, top right quadrant. Um, Forest Park is on the left side, bottom left. We will start in that top right. Um, how do you see Lovejoy? Are they going to make it back to the Final Four here, Carl? I will make this easy for you, Ramin. Lovejoy is the best girls basketball team in the state of Georgia. They will win the championship again. They will beat Forest Park again because Forest Park is a very good team. They're huge. They're a great team. They would win pretty much any other classification, but they do not have Genesis Bryant. They do not have Anaya Boyd. They don't even have Gianna Robinson, who just does the little things, knocks down shots, takes charges. Lovejoy will win the state championship again, um, and they're going to continue to win until Genesis Bryant and Anaya Boyd Boyd graduate. So I have Lovejoy, spoiler alert, winning the state championship. I got them beating Northview in the Elite Eight. Um, I got on the bottom right-hand side, I have Douglas County uh, advancing to the Final Four in a, uh, you know, that that side of the bracket's not a, not, you know, that the, the bottom right-hand side and the top left-hand side are pretty okay as far as, you know, as long as Forest Park and Lovejoy's not in there. But I have Douglas County beating Valdosta uh, after they beat them last year, I believe, and that probably a similar round, it was either Elite Eight or um, Sweet 16. I think Douglas County does it again with Amari Robinson. Douglas County to the Final Four. Bottom left-hand side, um, it's going to revolve around Forest Park, of course. Uh, I have them beating Creekview in the Elite Eight. It's going to overpower them with their size. Sanaya Fagan, is a, she's a star. Destiny Thomas, big girl, going to Central Florida. Uh, Elena Denson with the red hair, uh, very good guard as well. And then on the top left-hand side, I see Lanier playing Glenn Academy. They're going to have to deal with Zoesha Smith, um, but I think they'll be able to get past Glenn Academy, and I think um, Tim Slater's team will do so, and they're going to ride uh, some uh, big physical presence, Cristobal, uh, inside. She's a very talented scorer, uh, shot blocker rebounder so he's got a, a, a big time tank down low uh Searles very talented as well Kaylin Searles um Chrisabel Azuma inside uh Nala Lawrence um Michaela Fowler all four of those players all region selections I think Lanier advances to the final four but meets their demise against Forest Park who will ultimately lose for the third time to Lovejoy. And speaking of Lovejoy, all those games have come down to the final buzzer, all classic matchups. So I, I think it's what the state needs to see, uh, Forest Park versus Lovejoy. Lovejoy was up 20 on them in the first half, their first meeting, then ended up settling for a 58-56 win in overtime at Forest Park. Then they beat Forest Park 55-50. And then in the region championship, Genesis Bryant, ice water, game winner from 3 46 43 Lovejoy beats Forest Park in the region championship and I think they do so again in the state championship before we move on if you had to pick one first round game to get to in 6A on the lady side what would it be Kyle oh boy I mean there's a couple good ones I think Dekula versus Douglas County is a, a pretty good matchup Dekula's got Lazaria Spearman she's about six foot two freshman she's got some high major offers Kendall Bulmer uh, great three-point shooter one of the best in school history I think she has the record uh, she's very good um, she's going to Valdosta State uh, I, I think that's probably uh, one of the best matchups a 2-3 matchup Dekula versus Douglas County uh, that's one I have my eye on we'll keep it moving right on down to 5A in your end of regular season rankings on sandyspeel.com released Mondays as per usual Buford find them, finds themselves at number 1 24-2 on the regular season a spot ahead of an undefeated Villa Ricker Villa Rica, excuse me, who went 28-0. Buford starts in the top uh, left, I want to say, and Villa Rica mm-hmm. is on the opposite side, top right. Will they meet in the championship, Kyle? Uh, you know, I think they will. I think they will. Um, there's going to be some, you know, tough tough matchups along the way, which is it's like that in every single uh, state championship bracket you 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 know that's this is a state playoff so you got to beat good teams to get to where you want to go um but i i see buford 
advancing to the Final Four. I see Buford uh, beating Statesboro in the Elite Eight. And uh, I think Statesboro versus uh, Veterans in the second round would be a good matchup. Locust Grove, they're, they've been clamoring for some respect. They're very very good with Zamiah Passmore, a talented guard. But I think Veterans might be able to edge them out. And then I think Statesboro will win between whoever they play. Lacey Robbins, a six-foot uh, guard, a junior, averaging 19 points, six rebounds, four and a half assists, four steals, one block. Uh, I think the rest of the state is going to see her. Uh, on full display uh, once Statesboro likely uh, should be able to get past McIntosh and that'll be fun to see them play either Locust Grove or Veterans I think Locust Grove Veterans is one of the probably one of the best uh, first round matchups now that I think about it Uh, Veterans finished the regular season ranked seventh in the state and Locust Grove has been in and out of the rankings but they play in a really tough region over there in region four Um, but I, I think Buford plays Statesboro I think Buford wins uh, going on the bottom left-hand side, I am also looking at um, Jones County versus Southwest DeKalb. I think Southwest DeKalb pulls it out. Uh, that's a team that's starting to really come around. They've had a really good season all year long, and I think they're going to be able to go back to the uh, go back to the Final Four uh, where they've been accustomed to going. They had an off year last year, but Southwest DeKalb, I think they're getting close to back to that championship level. Uh, so I got Buford versus Southwest the Cab on the left side in the Final Four. Um, on the right side, I think Villa Rica, they'll have a, a tough second-round matchup, I, who I think they'll see Arabia Mountain with a Kennedy Manning, a long six-foot-one shot blocker, you know, post-presence. But I think Villa Rica plays Eagles Landing in the Elite Eight. I like Villa Rica with DeAsia Merrill going to Kentucky and all those seniors and experienced players. Uh, Aaliyah Hinsman, I think she's only a junior, but she's been playing big minutes since her freshman year. Uh, the Kia Cofield, um, T. Windham, I just really like Villarica and how aggressive they are on defense. I see them going to the Final Four, and I see them playing Harris County in the Final Four. I think Harris County... Um, you know, they, they got a really tough first round match with Woodland Stockbridge, who I've been high on, but Woodland wasn't able to piece it together in the region tournament. They fall to a four seed. So Dunbar's Harris County is going to be a slobber knocker in that first round. But if Harris County survives that, I think they advance on to the lead eight where they will beat Columbia. Uh, I think Columbia will get that far, kind of a, a sleeper pick. And uh, Harris County versus Villarica. Um, I like uh, I like uh, Villarica to get past Harris County. Um, Harris County, uh, they've seen some uh, some uh, similar teams. Uh, they ended up playing. It was uh, Carrollton earlier in the season, and uh, I believe uh, you know they they lost fifty eight to fifty six against Carrollton, and uh, that's a team that Villarica has beaten three times most recently in the region championship they won 48 to 37 uh, so i think billerica beats harris county in the final four and sets up a rematch of last year's matchup between buford and villarica for the state championship um last year uh we saw uh buford uh take care of business they eliminated villarica uh, in a game that was fairly close, I believe. Uh, I think they pulled away late, uh, but they they were able to uh, eliminate Villarica, and that came in the uh, in the final four, sixty to forty six. Villarica had a good showing, but you know this year Buford does not have Tori Osmond, who is at Michigan State. Uh, they do not have Audrey Weiner, who is at Air Force. You miss two big time players, so you don't have as much talent as last year. But that system that Gene Durden runs, uh, they run it to perfection, and I think it could be a coin flip game between Buford and Villa Rick in them. You know, as I'm looking at my bracket, I have Buford pick, but I'm kind of leaning towards Villa Rick just because. What I mentioned, Buford doesn't have those two stars, but, I mean, Buford has so many great wins against elite-level competition. I mean, they beat in Morgan County. They beat in Grayson. They beat in Valdosta. They beat in Holy Holy Innocence. They lost to Norcross. They come back. They blow out uh, Banks County by 30. Um, They lose a a very competitive game to Westlake by 7. And with that being said, uh, I'm back and forth. I really think it's a coin flip game. Villarica will have the best player on the court, but... I mean, the system of Gene Durden is hard to bet against. I think Buford wins a classic, very close game against Villarica. 
There you have it, down to Class 4A. Some interesting mashups here, your end-of-season rankings. Carver-Columbus at number 1, 27-0, rounding out the top five. Henry County, Flowery Branch, Spalding, and Madison County in order. Um, Carver-Columbus, they are on the bottom right side of the bracket. They are a pedigree team, someone who has gotten to the Final Four the past couple of years. But let's see what you're predicting for this year, Kyle. Yeah, I'm going to start on that top left-hand side, Elite Eight. I'm looking at Madison County versus Spalding. Madison County has the best girls basketball player in the state of Georgia. I am telling you, sophomore Kayla McPherson, she is the best. She is going to be a superstar. Well, she already is. Watch her score 60, I guess it was 64 points against Hart County. She's phenomenal. She is um Gosh, she's tough to stop. And she has a Jordan Bailey as well uh, going to Old Dominion, uh, about a six-foot post that can go inside and out, shoot three, and rebounds at a high clip. But other than those two, they're not getting a lot of help offensively. And that's why I think Spalding will be able to close them out and advance to the Final Four. Um, I really like Spalding as far as what they have. Uh, with uh, really tough players, uh, they got um, Anaya Jester. I believe she was a region player of the year. She's just a really gritty guard, averaging 15 points per game. Coriana Evans, she is the X factor at set, uh, 13 points, seven rebounds. She's really good at junior, six foot. They got the Milner sisters, are, are very solid as well. Um, they don't have Kiana Banks. She graduated last year. And she was a very uh, key piece for them inside. Um, but I think they'll be okay without her. I think they'll be okay. Takira Gilbert has done a really nice job with them defending state champions. I think they'll be gritty enough on defense to slow down Madison County and advance to the Final Four. Um, bottom left-hand side, boy, that is, uh, that's wide open because you're going to have some killers on the top left, top right, bottom right. The bottom left is wide open. Um, I wasn't overly impressed with Luella. I think it was one of their worst games they play, one of their badder games they play after I was talking to Coach Brown. Um, but I think they have enough to get to the Final Four. Uh, they weren't great against Druid Hills, but I think they have enough to get to the Final Four. I see them playing Sandy Creek in the Elite Eight, which it'll be a tough matchup. Sandy Creek's got some big girls, DeAsia Powell inside, very talented, and they've got some solid guards around them. But, um, you know, Keely Brown, she's a very good athlete, 17 points, 8 rebounds. She's just all energy. Uh, Paris Miller, she did not play well at all. She she played like a freshman, uh, but she's had a great season, averaging 15 points, four rebounds, three assists, and Imani McNeil can help out. Uh, but Shakira Lowry, uh, she's a bruiser inside, nine rebounds, five points per game. I think she'll be very, very, very important uh, in, a, in a matchup with Sandy Creek trying to negate uh, what uh, Powell does inside. And uh, for that reason, I think Luella will advance to the Final Four just because I think they have a little bit more balance uh, as far as uh you know scoring the basketball and uh defensively goes so that's why i have them advancing and on the top right hand side again you got some uh very difficult matchups uh, i got henry county versus flowery branch in the elite eight i think henry county gets the job done advances back to the final four um, very impressed. Uh, Paris Mullins has come in and has been a great dominant post presence for uh, Coach Greg Shook. I think he uh, she is a real difference maker inside. Uh, she's averaging uh, 12 points, eight rebounds. Uh, got some really great post moves. A really, you know, she's not 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 you know a great athlete. What uh, you know as far as elevating and blocking shots defensively, but. She knows how to play with her back to the basket, and I really love – she's a low-block scorer. She's a throwback. Uh, I really love her physicality. I think she's super important. Um, and, you know, you add her to Brianna Junell, who uh, also uh, transferred in from the West Coast. She's averaging 18 points per game, six rebounds. She's a smooth scorer. Um, she's very good. Janiah Jones averaging 12 points. But the player who I think is an X factor for them, who I really love, and I think college is – um, I mean, I, I think at the Division II level, she's a really good fit. Amaya Jackson, um, she is an absolute jumping jack. I don't know how tall she is, maybe about 5'9 or so, 5'10, uh, I'm not sure. But she is just athletic, uber athletic, one of the best athletes in Georgia, I think, on the girls' side. She is just constant energy, rebounds, finishes layups, gets steals. 
block shot. She's just all over the place. 11 points, five rebounds per game, but gets four steals per game. Just a great athlete. I would really recommend Division II schools really picking up the phone and taking a good hard look at an athlete that you can plug and play. And she's just gonna, you know, she's just gonna produce for you. She's got to polish up her offensive skill set, but you know, you cannot teach a motor. And she's got one of the best motors in the state of Georgia. And I think they advance past Flowery Branch. I just think they have a little bit more firepower. Uh, Caroline Wysocki is going to do great things for Flowery Branch. Uh, she's going to Georgia College. Um, she's got some help. Ashley Locke, Ashley Woodruff, uh, that's a very good team. But I think Henry County a little bit more athletic, and I think they have a little bit more firepower. And on the bottom right-hand side, Carver is going to run their way through everybody. And um, Carver will be playing in the Final Four against Henry County, which will be a great matchup. I think that's a, a championship-caliber matchup right there. Uh, I think Carver finds a way to pull it out. I think the Paris Mullins versus Olivia Cochran matchup inside, that is two Clash of the Titans, two big girls inside, throwing a lot of talent around, a lot of weight around, just know how to play inside. Um but I think Carver will pull it out. And uh, Carver will be in the championship game, and they have some rights to wrong. I mean, last year, uh, kind of inexcusable for them not to be playing in the championship game, uh, losing to Spalding uh, 58-51. I think they'll see Spalding again in the championship, and this time Carver, if it's not now, it might be never, but I think Carver will get the job done riding the likes of Olivia Cochran inside. Uh, they got uh, Janiah Love Hill, who's just a great score. Uh, they got Kiana Gans, who's dunking basketballs in games. They got Jalen Shaw. I mean, they are just loaded from top to bottom. Carver is absolutely loaded, and it is now the time for Carver to win a state championship. And I think they find a way to get past a very tough, gritty Spalding team. You say this is going to be the year for Carver Columbus in 4A. Down to 3A, there are a couple competing storylines that you want to dissect. Beach, Johnson, Savannah, names that are not unfamiliar. Sorry to use a double negative there. Um, to anyone who has followed 3A girls basketball for any appreciable length of time, they are ranked number one and two in your power rankings at the end of the regular season they are on opposite sides of the bracket but on the other side another storyline to keep track of is the um quadrant of death if you want to call it in the top right eight teams per quadrant five of those have been ranked including the uh that kind of at large team by the ghsa's power ranking comes into play where morgan county gets in with that at large bid in that top right quadrant kyle sweet moses you are not kidding considering how morgan county they choked. They did choke. They had some injuries, but they choked and they didn't. They got shut out of the top four. But now they're the at-large team. Morgan County spent many weeks as the number one ranked team in the state, and they're going to be playing Johnson Savannah in the second round. And then, okay, you think that's it? It's going to be Jefferson versus either Ringgold, who was like number one seed going into that Region Six tournament against GAC. So you got Johnson versus Morgan, Jefferson versus likely GAC, possibly. That that, that is loaded on that top right hand side. That is a gauntlet for me. That is ridiculous. Morgan County, they got to get healthy. I don't know what's going on. Lou Reed, I think she hurt like her shoulder or something. I don't know if she's back or not. Tamia Benford's been doing a good job. Miranda Powell as well, but. Uh, they ran out of firepower and they got beat by, uh, you know, they, they got beat by a Monroe area, uh, who was only, you know, sitting at seven and 22. That was, uh, you know, that, that's really scary, but, uh, you know, Morgan County is a, a four seed going up against Kendrick, who got hot in one region four. I mean, you can't even discount Kendrick either. So I apologize to Kendrick for discounting them, but you really can't discount them either because they did win their region tournament. And that's a team that got hot at the right time at 14 and 11. But I got Johnson playing Morgan County. I got Johnson advancing because we always say one way or another, Class 3A, the state champions. State championship is going to have to run through Savannah, the city of Savannah, whether it be Beach or Johnson. I think the same thing happens this year. Um, but on the the other side of that that bracket, uh, that quadrant, I got Jefferson versus GAC. I got Jefferson beating GAC. I've been high on Jefferson. Now they got beat by Hart County in the championship, but they did beat them three times in the season earlier. Uh, and that's a young Jefferson team. They only got one senior. 
The rest are freshmen and sophomores with three juniors. Um, you got Livy Blackstock, a very good sophomore guard. Courtney Kidd has some size inside. Natalia Bolden, uh, athletic and long, five foot ten. Deshauna Gaither, same thing on the wing. Uh, man, Coach Greg Brown has a ton of talent to throw out there. I think they get past GAC, who has been up and down this year. Uh, a young team. Um, they got a. Uh, Bolden, who is, uh, has been very good for them. Um, you know, I think they get past, uh, GAC. Uh, it was actually Kaylee Addy, who I'm thinking of, a great guard, uh, for GAC. She's a freshman. She's been very talented. Kennedy Williams, uh, going to Liberty, I believe. Maya, uh, Maya Timberlake, she's going to college as well. Um, so, I, I still think Jefferson gets past them. I think Jefferson actually beats Johnson this year. And I know that'll be bulletin board material for Brandon Lindsay, but I, I am that high on Jefferson and their press and how athletic they are and how deep they are. Um, so I got Jefferson going to the Final Four. On the top left-hand side, I have Peach playing Hart County in the Elite Eight, and that's going to be – that's a tough – you know, that's a really tough – that might not be as star-studded, but that's a tough bracket uh, quadrant as well. Peach County slips to the three-seat. I think Peach is very good. Uh, I still have them ranked, I believe, uh, number seven in the state. Uh, Tattnall County is very talented. They're number six. Uh, North Hull finished number eight in the regular season rankings. Hart County finished number four. Uh, all those teams on that top left-hand side, but I see Peach County playing Hart in the Elite Eight. I have Hart County advancing with Torian Starks, great athlete, very good guard going to Western Kentucky. Uh, Tanaya Alexander inside, and Shakenja Grove is a three-point shooter. I think Hart County represents that great Region Eight. They advance to the Final Four. Bottom left-hand side, I'm looking at Beach. I'm looking at Dawson County meeting up in the Elite Eight. Dawson County's been really up and down. I'm not 100% sold on them. They could very well get bounced in the first round as a three seed by number two, uh, Koala Creek. Um, then you got Lovett Looming, who will, well, I would assume, make it to the Sweet 16. But I think uh, Coach Steve Sweat gets Kaylee Sticker and the girls playing good basketball. I see them advance to the uh, Elite Eight where they run into the buzzsaw known as Beach. Uh, I think Beach very good this year. Jada Burgess, very talented, 17 points, five steals. Madison Evans up to 14 points. Uh, Kayla Rogier, uh, 13 points per game. I think that big three carries Beach into the final four. And on the bottom right-hand side, I have a four seed, Ramin, a sleeper, a four seed out of region four, making it to the final four. Rutland, who spent a little bit of time in the top 10 this year, I think they find a way to navigate and really surprise some teams and beat Sonoraville in the Elite Eight. I got Rutland making it to the Final Four. They lost close games to Peach County. Then they lost to Kendrick by 15 in the region semifinal. Then they lose by 15 to Peach County in the 3-4 the game. But they're 18-9. and nine. They have some good wins on the season. They got a, a Briasia Davis leading the team at 14 points per game. Then they got Kayla uh, Shines inside six foot, averaging 11 points, eight rebounds. I think that's a nice one-two punch. Uh, they've proven the uh, ability to beat some good teams throughout the year. Like I mentioned, um, you know they beat GMC by three points, lost by eight to Stratford. Uh, you know, they've been back and forth with Peach County and Central and uh, Kendrick. Uh, I, I think Rutland slides their way into the Final Four. So I got Hart playing Beach. I have Beach winning. I have Jefferson playing Rutland. I have Jefferson winning. And in the championship game, I have the Beach Bulldogs winning the state championship. And with that, we will take it down to Class 2A. For you, Kyle, it's a classification that needs no introduction, but I'll try not to make a fool of myself as I give you one anyways. Uh, Fitzgerald, Dodge County, Douglas, Rabin County, and Woodville Tompkins are your top five heading into the state playoffs. We look at how the bracket falls. That bottom right quadrant, it has Fitzgerald. It has it has Douglas. It has Banks County. We're talking Bryan County, who's going to be playing Washington County, who fell to the three seed. Washington County's Washington County's a, a dang good three seed. So Bryan County, who was undefeated for all this all this time, and all of a sudden they're entering the state tournament with two losses, and uh, you know they took one on the chin. Jeff Day, the um, oh, Woodville Tompkins beat them seventy to fifty. They got ran out of the gym by Woodville Tompkins, and uh, you know. Their two losses this season 
have come to Woodville Tompkins. They've been uh, the team that has really solved the Bryan County mystery. How do you beat Bryan County? Um, Woodville Tompkins has handled their business twice after they lost by 20 points in their first meeting. Um, but Woodville Tompkins very difficult. But, yeah, that bottom right-hand side is really good. Fitzgerald has been very good. Um, gosh, so, I, you know, how I'm looking at it, I'm seeing Bryan County versus Fitzgerald. Then I'm seeing Banks County versus Douglas. You know how high I've been on Douglas all season long. Um, so it, it, it's going to be a, a, a hellacious bottom right-hand side. I see Fitzgerald playing Douglas in the Elite Eight. And again, I've been riding them the entire season, been tooting their horn. I, I got to stick with Douglas with Nakia Thompson going to Jacksonville State. Uh, they got some size inside. I, I, I just got to go with Douglas because they played some of the best teams in Class 7A in those bigger classifications and played them down to the final buzzer. I know that was months and months ago, but I'm riding the Lady Astros all the way to the Final Four. And I think they will be seeing swains bro i think it's finally time i think laney it's it's finally time that laney relents now if east lawrence who is a very good team who has proven to be very tough they're a two seed um you know if they beat swainsboro who fell to the three seed uh then throw this all out the window but i have swainsboro as the three seed who i have ranked number nine in the state i know they uh, beat 53 37 by woodville Tompkins, but i do have some faith in swainsboro i think swainsboro this is a year they play uh, Laney. I think they will get some revenge. Why? This is why. Um, they lost 76-60 last year to Laney in the Sweet 16. They played them pretty close, and then uh, eventually Laney was able to pull away. But how did they pull away? They pulled away because they had Daisha Benjamin, who's at Alabama now. She had 23 points and 14 rebounds. Jessica Williams, I think she's at like Gardner-Webb. She's in Division One basketball. She had 19 points, 8 rebounds, 5 assists, and 5 steals. All that production, that's gone. That's out the window. They don't have that. They have, uh, I believe it's Jaden Hamilton. She's still there. She's having a really good year for Laney, but they are not in the picture anymore. For Swainsboro, um, Denisha Brown, she's still there. That's 16 points. That's eight rebounds, four assists, four steals, and a block. Who else is back? Uh, oh, gosh, how do you pronounce this name? Charles Lee Kelly. 15 points, 5 rebounds, 3 steals, 1 block. Um, you got the junior, Asia Brown, averaging 13 points. You got another senior, Aaliyah Hughes. This is uh, averaging 11 points. This is a very experienced team. I know they fell to the 3 seed in that very tough Region 2, but Swainsboro, I think that they're the one to finally slay the Dragon. I think they beat Laney in the Sweet 16, and I think they beat Rockmart in the Elite 8 to advance to the Final Four. So we got Swainsboro versus Douglas in the Final Four on the right side of the bracket left side of the bracket i mean this is another really really tough one you got early county who's ranked number eight in the state you got woodville tonkins who's number five in the state then you got rabin county uh who is number four in the state all on that top left hand side uh, I got Woodville Tompkins. They're red hot right now. Um, you know, they're playing dang good basketball, uh, especially with Jasmine Grayson averaging 16 points, seven rebounds. She's been really good. Uh, they got that freshman, Janiah Castle, who's been very good. Nine points, eight rebounds for them. Um, Sharda Hutchinson, talented as well. They got some good, good talent over there. I think Woodville Tompkins finds a way to slow down Early County, who of course has Michaela Timpson, the six foot two beast, who's the next big thing. Uh, I think they'll find a way to somehow contain her, and I think they'll play Rabin County. Uh, but then they run into Rabin County, who the only loss this season for Rabin came against uh, North Forsyth, a game that I was able to attend, and uh, they did not play that well. Uh, but with Georgia Stockton, they're trying to get her back. She's going to Presbyterian. She's been out for a lot of the season with a back injury. They've been, you know, Dee Dee Diller trying to work her back in the rotation. Um, I just think that Rabin County in that class, I think they will be able to fend off a very tough Woodville Tompkins team. And I think they're going to rely on uh, their, their senior leadership of like Brooke Henricks and the aforementioned Georgia Stockton, whether she's playing big minutes or not. Uh, you got some juniors in Destiny D2 has come up big. Uh, Hannah Cannon plays uh, some big roles. Lakin Styles starting guard for them. Uh, Caitlin Coleman, uh, senior. Now, again, they don't have big size. 
uh, which which will hurt them uh, eventually, you would think, uh, somewhat. But I like Raven County advancing past Woodville Tompkins in a hell of a matchup. And the bottom left-hand side, I think this is a very good uh, side as well. You got Josie versus Thomasville. I think Josie is, you know, we've forgotten all about them because Laney owns them. But Josie's still a very talented team. But I think they run into Dodge County in the second round. And I really love Europe Brown. She's a dynamic athlete. Um, I, I like her a ton. Uh, Destiny Wright inside, inside out presence. I like her. I think Dodge proves that they're the real deal like they've been all season long. I think Dodge County, who ended up winning that region championship uh, by beating East Lawrence 67-53. I like Dodge County to advance to the Elite Eight. Or they'll see Model. I got Model beating Lamar County in the second round. Uh, Lamar County has a great record. They're 24-2. and They really haven't seen a whole lot. Their only two losses were to Ups and Lee, a very good 4A school. And, you know, you got to give them credit. They've handled their business. They've beaten everybody they're supposed to beat. Uh, beat Bremen by nine points in the region championship. They've had some close calls here and there, especially against a team, uh, you know, like Bremen, uh, who has given them some fits uh, – uh, every now and again has played them pretty tight 58 56 back on january 18 they won at Bremen. um but tamaya uh, alford she is a she's a stud she's a great player a player that's not getting enough credit 23 points seven rebounds five assists seven steals she's awesome and then the freshman who has really helped them out tamaya blasting game 14 points four rebounds um but i think model I, you know, I think, I don't know the rhyme and reason behind it, but I just think model, um, I, they have a winning culture over there and they've gone deep in tournaments before. They do not have, um, Victoria Saxton, but they do have, uh, Megan Kent, who's been very good. Libby Upton, Mia Allen as well. They have a, you know, that's a, a good, a good, uh, a good crew over there. They got the Moat sisters. Sally Eccles does a good job. I think they somehow find a way to beat Lamar County on the road as a three seed but then i run into dodge and i like dodge so that sets up rabin county versus dodge swainsboro versus douglas i have dodge county playing douglas in the championship and i'm riding with the lady astros to beat dodge county in the state championship down to class a private we've uh, discussed it before power rankings it looks like this time the ghsa power rankings align very closely to the ones we have on sandyspiel.com roughly the top eight plus or minus one have gotten those first round buys um some good matchups that bottom right quadrant wesley and lakeview academy in the same top right elka st francis um who's going to get to the final four here well, we already know it's going to be the big three. It's going to be Holy Innocence. It's going to be St. Francis. It's going to be Wesleyan. Um, I think Mount Perrin is the uh, the sad, uh, you know, one of the teams, uh, sad soul that has to match up against Holy Innocence. But Mount Perrin, they, they've been great this year. Take nothing away. That's a young team. They've been great. Uh, but, the, you know, they're not – um, bringing in talent as much as a holy innocence has for years now, uh, so I think that will uh, you know hurt them running into a buzzsaw like that. Um, so I think Mount Perrin uh, falls to Holy Innocence, uh, and Holy Innocence advances to the final four on that top left hand side. On the bottom left hand side, that is where you want to be, and uh, you know it's going to be Calvary Day versus Stratford. I like Stratford to make it to the final four. Um, I believe they did so last year as well. Uh, they have always really Ed Smith's team. They always end up being that that lucky team that gets into the final four. And you know they did so last year, fell to Holy Innocence by uh, 19 points. But I like them a lot. Nadia Reese, she's very undersized, five foot four guard. She's really good, really smooth. I like them. I just saw them play last week. Mary Elaine Mitchell, I think she has a chance. Five foot eight shooting guard. She's a very good player. Um, she's a girl that's going to be playing college basketball. I like them. And you know, you, you add in Haley Mosley who brings some size inside, and Drake Miskell on the wing. And you know, that's a good team. That's a good team, Stratford. They're twenty six and one. I think they beat Calvary Day to clinch that that fourth and final. Um, that fourth and final final four spot and uh you know top right hand side padea is going to play elka elka already beat them once this year but vernica hip and uh india bellamy uh going to rice i think uh that dynamic duo they've been very good but uh i mean they were just absolutely embarrassed and blown out by wesleyan in the region tournament which you know elka i thought 
pre preseason, this is this is a team that's going to crack that final four and going to make some noise. But they got beat seventy seven forty one. It's just a two man show. Even with Oxidine there, they just do not have enough to break presses, and they got beat by you know thirty six points. Very disappointing. But I see them falling to St. Francis in the Elite Eight, and you know it's starting to get interesting for St. Francis. If I'm looking at this now, you know, um, Maya Morris had a really good uh, season, 14 points, five rebounds, three assists, Jordan Isaacs, um, you know, Isaac's been a good player, 13 points, six rebounds. They have a lot of talent. Chandler Davis, 13 points, Kennedy Filson, you know, all these transfers that come in. Um, but, you know, looking at it, um, they've got some help coming back now. And uh, Amira Abdurrahim, uh, I don't know what her deal is. It looks like she's only played in just four games this year. I don't know if that's factual or not, but uh, if uh, if I see who is eligible, Savannah Samuel, who's missed pretty much the entire season, all of a sudden she comes back for the last three or four games. And, uh, you know, she was an all-state preseason pick, uh, made a mistake, transferred for a third school in three years. And, of course, you're going to get red flags. Should have stayed at River Ridge. So she, she blew a year of eligibility sitting on the bench. But, uh, She's played in about three or four games, averaging 10 points per game. She's a very good player, and if she's in the mix now, and I don't know what's going on with Abdur Rahim, just checking out the Max Preps page here. Uh, if she's still there, if she's not available due to injury or ineligibility, that's going to hurt them. But Savannah Samuel will be a shot in the arm offensively, and I think St. Francis will be in the Final Four. But I think they will run into Wesleyan, who will beat Lakeview in the Elite Eight. Wesleyan... Um, you know they're doing the same thing they always do they play possum against holy innocence in the regular season and then they uh, take care of business and for that reason i think wesleyan will find a way to beat saint francis with ac carter um with azar shooting those threes outside um you know page lions who's uh you know been dinged up but i think she's back healthy team her with nicole azar knocking down threes uh, izzy larson a, a good long forward as well um Alyssa phillip also with some size inside um i like them to beat saint francis and we have holy innocence versus wesleyan for about the fourth time or so off the top of my head and uh, i think they will meet again and holy innocence has beaten them 68 63 and then they beat them 72 50 in the region championship which obviously means wesleyan will win the state championship they have this aura about them that holy innocence cannot seem to solve holy innocence is playing great basketball after a rough start to a you know a tough region non-region schedule uh jill hongshed and all those girls uh Farrell, uh, everyone in the mix over there. Myra Hudgens has been really good as a freshman, uh, but Wesleyan is Wesleyan, and Wesleyan will find a way to beat Holy Innocence after playing rope a dope with them in the regular season. And finally, we do have one classification remaining. We need to cover Class A public. Same structure, 24 teams make it the top eight teams by GHSA power rankings. Get a first round bye. Um, you look at this bracket, you know, some less a lesser quantity of first round games. So I guess my first question to you will be before you tell us our final four, what is the most interesting first round game here in class eight public Kyle? Uh, let me take a quick gander at it. Uh, you know, not, not a whole lot really stands out. I think, um, you know, a team that really kind of fell off at the end there, Quitman County did not fare too well. They play central Talbot, but, uh, a game I would say is kind of this uh, this elite scholars game. They're thirteen and fifteen. Um, you know they're okay. They're not not that great. They are a twenty two seed against eleven seed Wilcox County. I think Wilcox County will be okay in this one. But elite scholars they have a freshman named Layla Hood averaging fifteen points and eleven rebounds, six foot tall. Uh, she's going to be a load inside. They got a sophomore uh, Gabrielle Matthews, fourteen point seven rebounds. So they do have some size, and uh, I know Stratford, apparently they were missing some players, but their biggest win of the season came against Stratford. They handed Stratford their only loss of the year, 60-43 to at Stratford. They pounded them, so whether Stratford was missing some players or not, you know, Elite Scholars has a big-time, big-time uh, you know, win on their resume against Stratford Academy. And actually that was a uh, 56 to 49 earlier on in the season. They were beat 60 to 43 in their, 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 their last meeting with Stratford. So I apologize for that, but they do have a 56 49 win early in the season over them. So they do have some potential there. Um, but with that being said, I'll give you a quick rundown on the top left-hand side. 
I have Greenville beating Clinch County in the Elite Eight. Greenville, man, I am I'm shocked. They were a young team last year. Uh, Brittany Davis has since left. She was supposed to go to the SEC. I think she ended up in junior college. Uh, but those Leslie sisters have taken over. Jabrika Leslie, 18 and 8 as a sophomore. Shabrika Leslie, 16 and 9 as a sophomore. Uh, and then the, you add another really good freshman in uh, Amanda Ogletree, 12 points per game. And then the sophomore, Nuria Slayton, 8 points, 13 rebounds, you know, five blocks, five steals. They just, they got some size, they got some length. Uh, I like Greenfield to get past Clinch County. You know, I see them playing Marion County for, uh, I guess it's a fourth time now. Um, Marion County against Wheeler County is what I am predicting in the uh, uh, Elite Eight there. Um, Marion County has beaten Greenville 71-70, then 73-63, but then in the region championship, um, Greenville got their revenge 170-64 to get that number one overall seed. So uh, those two teams, um, they're rivals in that, uh, that, that region over there, Region 4. I think they meet in the Final Four for a fourth time. On the top right-hand side, uh, I have Georgia Military playing Telfair in the Elite Eight. I saw Georgia Military the other week. Um, DeAndrea Stevens, she's a she's a very good player. 18 points, eight rebounds. Um, Sierra Faustin, Saray Faustin, uh, 12 points, 10 rebounds. But you know they're just they're the best athletes on that team. Uh, I think both of them have some upside. Uh, definitely Stevens as a sophomore. They need a little bit more polish, but they're just overwhelming other teams. Uh, I still think GMC is a very good team, but I think they fall to Telfair County in the Elite Eight. Telfair County has been a good team all season long. You know, they had some lumps. Dodge County pounded them twice, and they lost to Wheeler County in one of their later matchups, but India Wells. Close to 20 points per game. Um, Brandy Mackey giving you 15 points, five rebounds. And then Shalon Nelson, 10 points. So, you know, I think Telford County advances back to the final four. And then on the bottom right-hand side, Bowden has some big size inside. But I think Calhoun County, who is coming out of a region which, um, you know, I'm not – I don't know if I'm 1,000% sold on this region yet. 17-0 in Region 1. Uh, Mitchell County was their, their you know, their their biggest competition. Pelham's down this year at 17-9, and the rest of the, the region's not very good. But they played Mitchell County, and they, they drilled Mitchell County 47-19. And Mitchell County's, you know, sitting there with a 22-5 a, a record, and Calhoun drilled them. So I don't know if that means that – Mitchell County wasn't as good as we thought, or Calhoun's that great, but either way, I got Calhoun going to the Final Four. And in the Final Four, I have Marion beating Greenville for the third time this year, playing Telfair, who beats Calhoun County. And I have Marion County after coming up short last year with the Whitley sisters, Ansley and Ashley inside, the big girls. I think they get the job done. I think Fran McPherson raises a trophy, and Marion County, after going through a lot of tough stuff, they don't get to practice as much as they probably should. Uh, I think they will find a way, even with their slow, late start to the season. The Whitley sisters will lead them to victory with Jamisha Williams helping out as well. I have the Marion County Eagles going to the championship and beating Telfair. We have covered eight classifications of ladies basketball as we head into the Georgia State um, playoffs here coming up Friday and Saturday. As always, all the all-region honors and live game updates as they happen, sandyspiel.com, on Twitter, at KyleSandy355, at SandySpiel. We appreciate you uh, listening to this podcast and sticking with us all season long and continue to follow us through the playoffs. We'll be tracking storylines after the first round of playoffs with another podcast um we do any comments you can find us on twitter or via email like to hear what you think and on behalf of kyle this is ramin signing off